I mean, it was a beautiful movie. Right. There was so much laughter that night. That was, we were fucking, we, we, we were laughing, we were laughing hard. so hard. Right. And I think what even made it even funnier was right before we watched that movie. We were, we what were watching, we, we were watching the movie while we were filling out our divorce papers. <laughs> That's the announcement. Surprise. We're getting a divorce. <laughs> And, you know, we're laughing right now, but trust us when we say this, our hearts are breaking. Yo, 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 what's going on, fam? What's up, you Welcome guys? Welcome to the Hello Married Podcast. We're your hosts, Jonathan and... Joe Encarnacion. We believe that life isn't perfect. Neither are relationships. And there are a ton of what-the-fuck what moments. What-the-fuck. Here we keep it real with messy conversations around... Sex, love, relationships, communication, parenting, and everything else in between. Because let's be real, life is messy. So messy. And we're all just winging it. Laugh with us, cry with us, and let's get a little more comfortable with the uncomfortable. This is weird. It's not weird. It feels strange just because it's been so long since we've done this together. Yeah. But it does feel good. Yeah. Um, For our listeners, yes, it has been a while and we kind of fell off the map. And one thing that Joanne and I really took pride in was how vulnerable we are. And we still take pride in that. And yes, we still take pride in that. And, you know, we kind of fell off the map. Um, A lot has happened since July. And uh, for myself, I won't speak on behalf of you. This is one thing I've been learning um, in being part of my unshakable man, shout out to my men's group, um, is to speak from my experience. And uh, I know in the past few months, there's been a disconnection with myself and what I share online and a disconnection with my vulnerability and finding strength in that um, just because of what's been going on between you and I and not being able to share our story because of the shame and what people's perceptions might be of us. And I think that's interesting because we've been there before. Mm, Yeah, we've been there before. And I think, you know, it's interesting because my work in women's work is all about releasing shame. Right. It's all about facing shame. It's all about going deep and getting messy. And like this podcast has always been dedicated to, we have been dedicated to having messy conversations. And I, you know, we're here and having, we've had a lot of messy conversations in the past. Holy fuck. It's July, August, September, three months. It's been three months. Yeah. It has been three months. So let's let's kind of bring it back just a little bit. Let's just bring it back just okay. here. Um, I believe it was the end of July, and I was here at the house. Mm. It was our first time seeing each other in about a month after some time apart. Yeah. And uh, during that week, we decided to watch. What was the name? Oh, we watched. Inc- it's we watched this incredible old movie called it's it's complicated <laughs> it's and like and like our relationship <laughs> it's, it's complicated it's a very complicated we're complicated so should we like summarize the movie i mean I, I can like summarize it without giving without any spoilers i mean do we need to summarize the movie i mean let's just summarize the movie okay so yeah. it's 
stars Alec Baldwin and Meryl Streep. And Meryl Streep, one of your favorite actresses. One of my favorite actresses. Love her. Love her. Everybody loves her in this. Devil house. Wears Prada. And what else has she been in? Um, oh, Julia and Jules. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm Julia Child. <laughs> the girls love her in. Um, why am I drawing a blank in that movie? I don't know, a Disney movie. No, oh. uh, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, yes. Yeah. Okay, Meryl Streep. Anyways, it is about this couple. They are a separated couple, divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, They're older. They're older, much older. Much older. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, it's Meryl Streep and Alec well, Baldwin. I mean, I'm just painting the picture in case <laughs> nobody knows who Meryl Streep is. They are a divorced couple. He cheated on her, mm-hmm. left her for his new partner. Yeah. And then uh, they had been separated for quite some time. Kids are much older. They've got their separate lives. And then they end up reconnecting in New York, I believe. Yeah, I was in New York. They had a hot little night. Over, what started off with drinks, dancing, and they were both plastered. (laughs) And then funny enough. They ended up having sex with each other. Yes. Like Meryl Streep became the... Mistress. The mistress. Uh And... I thought it was just funny because yeah. they ended up. Yeah, they ended up, up having a little, little, fling, a little fling, a little, little fling, right. little hookup situation. So it was very, very complicated, especially because they had kids. Well, they had kids. They like, they left each other. Like he left her already. They kind of moved on. But they loved each other. They loved. There's love there mm-hmm. for sure, and. Yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful movie. Right, there was so much laughter that night. That was we were fucking. We 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 were laughing, we were laughing hard. so hard, right? And I think what even made it even funnier was right before we watched that movie, we were we what were watching we, we were watching the movie while we were filling out our divorce papers. <laughs> so I guess that's that's the announcement, right? Surprise! We're getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and you know we're laughing right now, but. Trust us when we say this, our hearts are breaking. Yes. Open. It, yeah. They're breaking open. Yeah. And while I think we knew this was a possibility, right? I don't think we really saw it coming. I didn't see it coming as fast as it did. Well, prior to coming to that decision and prior to you, prior to us agreeing, on it probably being best for us. We did have a conversation in the past where we said to each other, if we find ourselves arguing again like this, we should probably really, really consider getting a divorce because we constantly find ourselves in these patterns where we cycle over and over again on how we argue and disagree And uh, it was very unhealthy for us. It's very clear that you and I both have a lot of love for each other. I love you so much. I love you too. And I mean, I'm like sitting here thinking about it. And, you know, I said to you the other night, like, what makes this so hard is I'm still in love with you. Yeah. And... I'm speaking on my behalf because I'm not going to speak on your experience, but like I know I have done everything in this relationship and I've given everything that I could. And I think one of the things that people don't ever really recognize is like 
no matter who makes the decision, no matter who makes the petition first or whatever, it is still a hard choice and it's still a hard decision. I think for me, I always knew that no matter what, at the end of the day, we are still going to find ourselves in some form of partnership. I mean, we have lifelong partnership. We have a lifelong partnership. Because of the girls, regardless. Yeah, I think too, I think if the girls weren't around and if our lives were just the way that it is, I think we would still find ourselves in a beautiful friendship. Maybe. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> I'm over here like, and, and ah. I just and I just say that I just say that because of the amount of work and growth. I will kind of speak on your behalf for, in this case because I know how much work you've done on yourself. I mean, especially with having to go see um, a state mandated therapist at, it, during your teenage years and already doing the work for yourself, what it means to look inwards back then. I never scratched the surface until two years ago. I mean, even going back and thinking about our first experience with a marriage counselor when we lived back in Milpitas, I was very resistant to it. I had the mentality of, well, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with us. And if there is, we can fix it ourselves. Why yeah, we, you were so ignorant back then. Why do we need that? And yeah. it wasn't until we started working with Nisi and uh, I started working on myself with Mike. And, you know, now I have my Unshakable Man group. Um, it's been easier to, uh, to step in and not be so resistant. Yeah. And you've done a lot of work. And I've done a lot of work. And I just say, maybe we wouldn't have this, this lifelong partnership if the girls weren't around. I just say that had we not, or had I not done any work to, to look inwards. And, it, and if I really still hold, held on to resentment and like my anger and uh, all these negative emotions. And uh, that was me in the first few weeks, month, in uh, hearing that we should we should probably get a divorce and uh, i i held a lot of anger towards you and i put up i put up my walls again and putting up my walls historically in the past has never benefited me because i become a stone cold fuck ass <laughs> yeah and you're a terrible stone cold fuck ass and I know how big my heart is. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that we just want to say to our just our incredible community and our listeners, we we never wanted you to think that our relationship was perfect or we had it figured out. And I know a lot of you looked at us with like this relationship goals. And, you know, we just want to say that we've always been working on it. You know, it's a love in progress and our relationship was, or is, I should say, is filled with so many twists and turns and so many what the fuck moments. I mean, like... What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've been able to say that. <laughs> and, you know, as we continue to transition into this journey, the, the areas that John and I are going to be really focusing on is co-parenting. Yeah. I mean, and because we're amazing parents. We are such amazing parents. And, you know, we, I know I love your companionship a lot. And I love our friendship 
a lot. As do I. And I, I, I know in my heart, I go, I, I like wonder. I don't, I don't go back and forth, but there's like moments where I'm like, oh, how do I get this romantic piece of ours to work? How do I get this like physical piece or the sexual piece for us to work? And I will say, I am just so wounded right now. That's okay. And that's all right. You know, I think, not I think, I always say I think. I know, I know it's okay because I'll, I'll just pick you guys, picture you guys, picture, I'll picture you guys a picture. I'll paint you guys <laughs> a picture. It was the beginning of, uh, actually the end of last month. There was a few days in which you were having a really hard time here with the girls. And uh, one of those days happened after we had, uh, what do we call it, exchange? We Dropped did, them off. We did the whole like parent swapping thing. So <laughs> to catch you guys up, we, John and I got into this gigantic fight and our fight really got nasty. And we said to ourselves, if we ever get to a place again where our fights get that nasty, we really need to just take some time apart. And we can allow this to be the, the, the way that it is for us. And, you know, we're fiery ass people, right? Like we are super intense. And that intensity at one point when we were younger was what brought us together. And as we've gotten older, the intensity drives you fucking crazy a little bit because it's like, okay, this is a little too much for me at this point. And it's been since the beginning of July since you've, uh, you and I have been living apart. The girls have been staying here in, in the house that we have together and we're nesting this house. So what that means for those who don't know nesting, nesting is when um, your children remain in one house and basically the parents are the ones that um, timeshare the house, basically. Timeshare. Timeshare the house. Yeah, but it's not Hawaii. <laughs> but it's not Hawaii. Um, and so during a pickup, drop-off or like switch-off, situation yes we were supposed to have uh, a civil civil dinner at in in and out and uh and you're you, even saying like i love you we were saying i love you to each other the right. day before right so and, something uh, you know I, uh some things came up for me yeah and uh, i said some pretty mean things to you that that sunday evening and uh, I remember calling you the next day, the next morning, and that was also nasty. I said some more nasty things that I regret saying. And uh, yeah, you said it was a snake. Yes, I did. And you said I was dirt. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Let, let's just paint a picture. We're, oh, okay. We're, we're, we're painting a picture well, for the... That's how nasty I am sometimes, okay? So for those of you who think I'm just like this funny, happy-go-lucky guy, no. Sometimes... When your inner child... When my inner child comes out to try to protect... What was that? Was that like your... That was like was a burp. Like a burp stuck in... Like an air bubble coming up out of yeah. your throat. <laughs> when yeah. my inner child comes out to protect me... Oh, he is a vicious motherfucker. Which would, which should actually be in reverse. It should be my more mature version of myself protecting my inner child. 
he pulls out his emotional knives. Oh my god, and he that is was terrible. that was like something that Joanne and I had coined. Yeah. Um, just in the past few months. Um, yeah, he was he was really ugly towards you, and I'm sorry, and I apologize to you that Monday morning, and uh, I remember calling you back, and and giving you that apology, because I. I looked inwards and I knew I didn't mean those things. And I knew I was saying it from a place of hurt. That conversation after the apology, I had to remind myself, and this is something that I've been reconnecting to, is how to just hold space for a person when they need to express their feelings, emotions, and their experience without judgment and just doing it in a way where they feel heard. I I reconnected through that through my men's group, just being able to listen to the stories and experiences of other men. And in doing that for, I think for the past two months now, it really reminded me to, to do the same for you. And during that conversation, I held space for you to just express your experience through this process and it's something I haven't it's something I never did for you and uh, during this it was it was a lot it was a lot for me to take in and uh, for those of you guys who don't know my shame monster is very big it is very very large and uh I remember at the end of you sharing with me, I came back around and uh, I apologized to you for all those years that I never showed up for myself so you could be the mother you ultimately wanted to be. You know, I think like one of the hardest things about this entire journey or this entire part of our journey is how much I know that you are able to see me in this moment and how much I wish you were able to see me throughout all of the moments of my exhaustion, my frustration, my longing for you to be by my side as the partner that you promised you would be. And I also know that like when I think about our journey in coupledom, you know, we started off young and we became parents first before we became long-term couples. And we've talked about this several times throughout the last couple of weeks, but like we became parents first. Right. And that was our first major role together. Right. And while we tried to figure out what it meant to be a couple it was hard to do that especially as parents yeah for us right because i think our focus was on the kids and and you know it's interesting I'm, I'm saying this now and i'm remembering that one time that we did um we did our last like ig live and people were like do you are you guys staying together because of the kids is that why you guys are staying married like is there any passion left and i'm like we both said no there's just shit ton of passion here right and no, we actually didn't just stay together just for our girls. We stayed together because we really, really 
really wanted to make this work. And at the end of the day, we're both looking at each other going, how much more of this pattern can we continue to put ourselves in? I mean, that's just something I've always asked myself is, are we ever going to like break out of this pattern? Are we going to constantly show up this way? You know, I'm hearing that and I'm pretty sure, you know, for those who are listening, you're probably like, what the fuck is this pattern? So the pattern for us is the ways in which we argue. And it's, it's very, it's very, I guess, in, in a sense, toxic to our relationship. And, and it's not only just like the way that we argue, but I think it's just like the dynamic. You think, okay, so do you also think it is codependency based on like the values of what marriage are supposed to be? There's definitely that. I think, you know, part of it is, and you mentioned this in the podcast episode, at some point, like, we just fell in these roles. Right. We fell in these roles. And there was no, never a discussion about it. Well, I was always telling you that I wasn't open to this and I wasn't okay with this. With but what? yeah. Well, with you just being like, you know, just a stay-at-home dad, like that was never the thing that we talked about. You know, yes, like you have your photography business and you're juggling like being at home and, and, and staying home and taking care of our beautiful kids and, and raising them in that way so that I could work and that we were supposed to have all these shared responsibilities together. But somehow the photography business just started to falter. Well, clearly it did. And then, because, you know. you know. Well, especially now. Yes. But, I mean, throughout the last several years. Several? Last two to three. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you look at the books, the last two to three. You know, I think, like, it was a constant, hey, what's going on with this? You know, can we get this, like, together? And then, like you mentioned earlier, like, not really showing up for that area in your life and not showing up for that part of your business. And then having a hard time with waiting and the like when is it going to happen right. and i i think like you know one of the things that um you know for me it's just like i look at you and i'm like god you're so fucking talented you're so talented i know and you're so incredible and you're such a an amazing person and an amazingly talented photographer i know i am why am i crying because <laughs> this is a hard episode you know it makes me think about you've always asked me like why why didn't you ever fight why didn't you ever fight for me i remember one day and and every time you'd ask that question I'd always like tell myself and tell you like, I don't know. I don't know. I could never give you an answer. And it wasn't until like last month and I told you and I, and I, I really looked, I, I fucking dug really deep and, and I asked myself, why, why aren't you really fighting? And I told you, I, I never fought for you because I never, I never learned how to fight for myself. And that is something I am working on, and that is something I've always struggled with, you know, and I'd like to think I had a pretty good childhood. I mean, if you look at it in the, on, on what people might say is a good childhood, yeah, I was, I had a pretty good childhood. I wasn't like 
abused. Um, my parents were kind of living the American dream, but I, there were times in between 10 and 15 when I really felt very, very alone. And uh, I always looked to just please everybody for validation and love, and I never learned how to do it for myself. And uh, that is something that I am coming into now in my life. And it's, it's fucking hard, like learning how to fight for myself and not for other people first. And it's fucking tough. Yeah. Clearly, you've learned how to fight for yourself. And that's always been an inspiration. But what sucks for me is seeing that and this is another one of my shadows is my comparison. And uh, oftentimes in seeing how successful you are and how successful you've been, I'd always compare myself to you. And, uh, and that would cause me to like spiral and shame myself and always ask myself, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why can't, why can't I just like fucking do something for her? And that's where like those thoughts and values can can get really bad for an individual is because just trying to always do something for you and not learning how to do something for myself. Yeah, and I remember those moments where you would like sit and compare yourself. It broke my heart because there was never moments for me where I was like, I need you to be just like this, or I need you to show up in this capacity. And any time that I had, you know, moments of success or accolades or whatever, all that shit, I knew that I couldn't receive any of that if it were not for the support that you offered me in my life. And so whenever there was a lot of comparison, my heart would break because you're my partner. You shouldn't be comparing yourself with me. Like you should be excited for me, honoring that, loving that, and then drawing inspiration. Just in the same way that like you inspire me to like express the lightness out of me and the humor and the joy and to be silly and to get creative I think one of the things that I've always loved about you and always will love about you is your ability to charm people and your ability to disarm people with your smile and your humor and the way in which you bring levity into any hard situation is one that like I know I'm gonna have to try to find within myself those moments that you're not around. Yeah. And I know it's been hard for you. I know it's been really hard for you. I know you're tired. I know you're exhausted. You've been doing a lot. You have been. And I've acknowledged it many times, and I'm acknowledging it now. Another reason why I apologized to you during that conversation, like never giving you the opportunity to be the mom that you wanted to be because you're always working so goddamn hard. I really took on taking care of the kids so you could work. And in doing that, well, yes, people will be like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. He takes care of your kids all the time. 
and not I did what it. I wanted. And it's and it's so you could work, and it's not what you wanted. It's not what I needed. I know. I needed you to show up and put in the work too, so that we could have a much more balanced household, so that their kids didn't always see a tired, exhausted mom, so that you didn't have to always have to worry about why is my partner not present for us. Let's take a deep breath. <laughs> ready? But my breath is going to have snot. All right, let's let okay, them let's, hear it. Ready? Right, ready? On three. One, two, three. In. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like when you're trying to like, when you're trying to suck up like a boba ball through a straw <laughs> from boba guys. <laughs> yeah, wow. this is a hard conversation. Yeah. It's a messy conversation. I think um, it was very necessary, though. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> we're on here pouring our hearts, and we're on here, like, you know, sharing as much detail as we can without having to open up more <laughs> wounds that we're trying to currently, like, patch up and heal and work through at the moment. But the question that probably looms over people's head and the judgments and all the other bullshit that's coming through is like, oh my God, she fucking left him for Chris. Everything that's happening right now between us, between Jonathan and Joanne, I'm going to talk about ourselves in the third person. We did that the other night. That was really funny. The kids really, <laughs> really irritated with that one. That's between Jonathan and Joanne. And it's between you and I. And what's happening in our relationship. It has nothing to do with other partners, with any people that I might be seeing. Oh, yeah, you're seeing a couple of people. Just a couple. <laughs> All of this is, is you and I. Yeah, I mean, in like this entire last three months, one of the things I kept saying was like, I'm going to get so shamed for all of this. I'm going to have so much judgment. We are going to be so judged. People are going to be like, I told you I so. I told you so, dude. I told you, bro. And, I told and you, And then bro. I'll be like, why don't you go eat a bag of penises? <laughs> you guys should like see my eyes roll right now when I say that. Eat some dicks. <laughs> Um, ultimately you guys, like I, I fucking loved having the attention of these two men who cherished me and loved me and adored me. Still love you. Oh, I know. But just right now we're better friends. Yeah. Than we are partners. And we are romantic partners. Romantic partners. Yeah. And also just cause we're good parents doesn't mean we're good romantic partners. A thousand percent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, for any of you guys who are wondering, I mean, fuck, like, <laughs> there is a part of me that feels like I'm I'm definitely missing that part. Well, of course you are. I'm, I'm totally missing having sex all the time. And wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just being real. Me too. <laughs> you know what? Me too. Me too. Yeah. But you know what? I think the great thing is my relationship with sex is different now. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I think we had this conversation. The other uh, night. Other night. Mm -hmm. You asked me like, oh, how has your relationship with sex changed? Mm -hmm. And, you know, prior to 
like opening up our relationship, like there was this idea that like sex and pleasure was like this like heavenly and like blissful thing that you had to receive just from your partner and something that you couldn't provide for yourself. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, I can like, oh, I can like get all in touch with my body <laughs> and like use like body oils. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. Good. Yeah. Good. I also think though you had, um, like most men and also some women were conditioned to believe that like your wife or your partner is the only one who can give you pleasure. Right. And that's not the case. That's not the I can give myself pleasure. You can give yourself some damn pleasure. Yeah. Like I said, I rub myself down with some body oils <laughs> and make it real special. So where do we go from here? Well, I know that, like I said, we're really good co-parents. I mean, we're fucking amazing parents. You know, I think for me, what I want for you is uh, as I begin to step into myself and as I learn how to fight for myself and help contribute to the family and to the girls in a way that is needed for the family part of the relationship to work, what I want for you is to be able to grow and foster the connection that you've longed for with Iris and Olivia. That would mean so much for me. And I know it's going to take some time. I know it's going to take a lot of time because it's not going to come overnight. And uh, I, I want you to have those experiences where you can just feel light and you can let your humor out and be silly with the girls. As I mentioned before, me not showing up all those years, you know, between like 2014, 2017, while you busted your ass and I just like really, I, I took that opportunity away from you. Yeah, you hung out with your video games. I mean, that was a dark period for me. Yeah, you were having an affair with your Xbox. I was. That was hard. I was also using it in ways to cope with my depression. Yeah. It's something, I mean, I've talked about this on previous episodes, something I'd, I didn't recognize, obviously, because of, you know, the idea that men are supposed to be strong. Yeah, that you guys are supposed to have it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want for you. Thank you. So I guess, like, what do I want for you? Um, I want you to step into your fucking power. I want you to step into your potential. The one that I've always known was there. The one that I've always been hoping to show up with me. And, you know, there are moments where he arrived and then he kind of disappeared. But... I really, really, really want you to step into that and not doubt yourself so much when it comes to your growth or your ability or, you know, your ambition. You asked me the other night, like you said to me the other night when we were hanging out and you were like, I just want you to be happy. Like all I want for you is to be happy. And I said, the thing that will make me the happiest is for you to step into your fucking power and to create the success that you've always known that you've needed to be able to support yourself and your daughters so that you can also be proud of yourself to provide them the life experiences that you've always dreamed of for them. That would make me 
incredibly happy. And that's what I want for you. I want that for you. I mean, I want that for myself. And I, and I want this because I know our daughters look up to me a lot. Especially my mini-me. Yeah. And uh, I want her to have an example of a man who is driven mm -hmm. and ambitious and uh, who has dreams and can work to fulfill those dreams yeah. and make a plan. Make a plan. Yeah. Make a plan. Right. Have a plan for himself. So that way I can set that example for her because I know she's a creative and uh, that's something I want to model for her. Yeah. So like you said, where do we go from here? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this show was never about marriage. <laughs> Just because it was called Hello Married, what did we say it was about? It was about sex, love, relationships, relationships and parenting, everything and everything else in between. In between. <laughs> so, you know, we're still going to be talking about all the lessons we fucking learned in our relationship. Because while our marriage has failed us, and while our marriage is on the way to be over, our relationship is still continuing on. We're just transitioning. We're just in a large ass transition with lots of messy conversations in between. I mean, how many times did Esther Perel get remarried? Three with the same partner. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, 10 years down the line. We might find ourselves in a hotel in New York <laughs> celebrating Iris's graduation, drunk as fuck, and having sex upstairs, waking up going, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and then trying to make something work and then realizing, you know what? We're just cool like this. <laughs> cool like that. I'm cool, cool like, like that. that. Cool like that. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I think one thing is we're still going to continue on the show. The show, the the show, show will, will go, go on. on. Um, we're probably going to do episodes, you know, twice a month. Right. So that's kind of the update for that. Right. And... Are we going to do more lives again? We'll get back onto lives, sharing our co-parenting journey and talking a little bit about where we're at. John might start sharing some of his dating stuff. I might start sharing more of my dating stuff. More my dating stuff. More dating stuff. And yeah, I mean, we'll share some of the messy, messy parts of what it looks like to consciously uncouple. Because I think one of the things that we've talked about before is trying our hardest not to destroy each other. Trying our hardest not to destroy everything on the way out. Yeah. As... Oftentimes that happens. Yeah, when it's so unnecessary. And one of the things that I know I'm learning in this process is divorce is a bitch. <laughs> I wish they would, before people got married, I wish they would like show you how much paperwork there was. Yeah, let me just, can we just say that really quick? Because when we were going through all of like all, all, all that paperwork and answering those questions. And this isn't a shameless plug, but we're using a website called it's over easy.com. <laughs> it's an incredible like website where you gather all your things. It's, 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 it's easy, um, but it's a headache. It is. And Laura Wasner was the one who created it. She's an incredible divorce lawyer from LA. She's actually one of the divorce lawyers that I believe they uh, interviewed and um for what for marriage story 
Oh, really? Yeah, she's not the one that they portrayed, but right. I think they interviewed her to get like to get some information about like the divorce process and just to make sure that the characters mm. kind of played the roles that they needed to play in the words and all that stuff. So anyways, when we were filling out our some of the initial divorce papers, John and I looked at each other and we just were like, this should be in your premarital counseling. <laughs> like people should know what goes in it before they jump to the whole, let's get fucking married with this whole like blissful shit. And, you know, we'll, I guess, continue to have conversations about the, the uncoupling and some of the, the process. process. Yeah. Of what it looks like to go through um, all this stuff. But the biggest lesson I'm learning throughout this is if you're wanting to consciously uncouple, if you're wanting to do your best to not destroy everything on the way out and to still retain some semblance of family or love or whatever, it's going to be slow. No, the process. Yeah. It's not going to be like an overnight thing. And, you know, yes, you can rush the divorce papers and thankfully there's not a lot for us to divide, but emotionally it's so fucking taxing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's reminding me of why I didn't want to get married in the first fucking place. Cause the institution of marriage is bullshit. <laughs> It's patriarchal. It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Do we need? Do we can go into that later. We can go into that later. Yeah, I know you can just rant. About I can that. totally rant about. You could totally rant about. I could totally rant about that one. Anything else? Or would you call this a win? I think this is a pretty good win. Yeah, I think we should just end it there. I mean, for now, you guys, like, we do welcome questions, support, comments, but give us some space a little bit. Right. We're, we're working through some stuff mm -hmm. and um, we can't wait to see what this entire journey unfolds for the both of us. Okay. See you in a couple of weeks, fam. <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace. You can subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, Breaker, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on social at Hella Married. And don't forget that you can ask us anything on our website at hellamarried.wtf. That's right, fam. WTF. And just so you know, we'll dish out our advice just like your Filipino tita and tita would. But way cooler. Way cooler. And please, if you enjoyed the episode, we'd love it if you just share with one friend or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Peace out. <laughs>